Bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host, Raven. And guess what? It's solo episode day. Um, I've just like had a lot going on and I didn't schedule a guest for this week, but it's all good because I think it's about time for another solo episode anyway. <laughs> like, I feel like I need at least one solo episode a month just so that I can like rant and go on and on without feeling like, you know, I'm not giving my guests a chance to speak and stuff. (laughs) So yeah, let's get into it. Bad bitch raggedy bitch. (laughs) So this week, both my bad bitch and raggedy bitch are going to me. (laughs) Let me tell you why. I did the most embarrassing thing at work yesterday. So as y'all know, Well, I guess new listeners don't know. Whatever. I work in the hospitality industry and sales. um, And without getting into like a whole bunch of boring details that no one cares about, I book events. So I gave these people a tour. (laughs) You know, we had a little meeting. Everything went really well. And at the end of it, I say to these two potential clients, it was so nice meeting y'all. Have a great day. Love y'all. Bye. I I told them that I loved them. Like, and listen, I do love my clients, but like, I don't believe I'm supposed to be saying that to them. This was so embarrassing. But because, you know, they're angels, they just acted like they didn't hear it. Although I'm sure that they laughed about it once they got into the car. But like, that's besides the point. Um, Anyway, they emailed me like an hour later and they were like, yeah, we want to move forward with the booking. So they're going to have their gala with us. So like it all worked out in the end. But yeah, I'm the raggedy bitch for telling them that I love them like a fucking weirdo. But I'm also the bad bitch for getting their business. And you know what? They're bad bitches, too, for not making the situation weird or like calling me out (laughs) for ending our meeting as if I was signing off this podcast or something. (laughs) It's like so embarrassing. (sighs) So, yeah, that's bad bitch, raggedy bitch. Now, um, before we get into the news, I just want to remind y'all to go to patreon.com slash bitches better for fun bonus content. You know, I'll be covering Love and Marriage Huntsville once it returns on September 10th. But until then, I'll be covering Love After Lockup because (laughs) y'all know how much I love that trashy ass show. So um, yeah, I'll be doing that. And I have other you know, some other random episodes planned as well. It's only $5 a month. So just go get into that. Okay. All right. On to the news. Okay. Love Island UK is over and we have our winners and I don't want to spoil anyone that may not be caught up yet, but all I'm going to say is I am very pleased with the winners and I'll just leave it at that. Next up, uh, Kim Zolciak's 20-year-old daughter, Ariana, was arrested for a DUI, and it's very unfortunate. Um, I'm happy no one was hurt or anything. And listen, I'm not going to say too much about this because, like, I don't really care, you know, about her (laughs) or their family like that. But I have to point something out about this whole situation. It was really the only thing that caught my eye aside from, you know, the initial headline breaking the story. So Brielle, who's Kim's oldest and mouthiest child, she called herself putting out a statement about the situation. And <laughs> y'all, I haven't laughed. 
I haven't laughed this hard in so long because it was so clearly not written by her. And like, I'm not going to read the statement because it's long and who cares? Okay. The main takeaway, though, is just the, <laughs> the words that Brielle was using. And I'm talking words like invocation, litigate, and rhetoric. Those words were used. And we know good and damn well that Brielle's ass, she can't spell, she can't pronounce or tell us the meaning of any of those words, okay? Because she's not very bright. This is widely known. (laughs) So I had a good laugh about that. Um, And that's all I'm going to say about that situation. Also, don't drink and drive. Okay. Did y'all... I forgot to mention this last week. Um... Real girlfriends in Paris. <laughs> and it's actually a bad sign that I forgot to mention it this week, um, last week. But did y'all see the trailer for this new show? I did. I saw it. And I can't tell you a thing that happened in the trailer. None of the girls were memorable. None of the situations were memorable to me. And listen, I'm all for new shows, and I'm obviously going to watch it. I mean, I watched Camp Getaway, for God's sakes. (laughs) But I have an issue with all of these new shows popping up, and still no Southern Charm New Orleans. And I'm sorry if y'all are... Can I speak? I'm getting so worked up every time I talk about Southern Charm New Orleans. I'm sorry if y'all are sick of hearing me say it, but like... Actually, I'm not. I'm not. um, And I'm never going to stop saying it. That show needs to come back on. And that's all I have to say about that. Now, uh, speaking of Southern Charm, but the far less superior one, apparently the two chuckleheads from Southern Charm, you know, the ones they're opening a restaurant in New York together and the food is going (laughs) to food is going to include reimagine childhood classics. And that's in quotes. So things like peanut butter and jelly, a duck TV dinner and tuna casserole. Um, This sounds really stupid to me, which is on brand for them. So that tracks. Um, I actually unknowingly went to a restaurant here in Charleston that I believe is partially owned by Craig. Maybe he owns the whole thing. I'm not sure. Um, we only had drinks, so I can't say, you know, exactly how the food was. But the inside of it, it actually looked pretty cool. So I'll give him that and that only. Um, I'm not sure if it's still open, though. That was a few years ago. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for them. Now, we've got a little feud with Dana, um, Dana Wilkie and Dorit. So, you know, Dana is the, did you know, 25,000, that bitch. <laughs> she has got to be like the thirstiest person on the internet. Like she even has Jill Zarin beat. And that's really saying something. So last week, Kara and I briefly talked about, you know, this silly rumor that's been going around about Dorit and Mauricio having an affair. So the other day, Dana posted a meme about it that showed like a Photoshop picture of Dorit and Mauricio <laughs> Mauricio in each other's arms. And it's titled An Affair to Remember. <laughs> well, Dorit saw that and she went off. I'm going to read her comment. Actually, I'm only going to read a little bit of her comment because it's kind of long. <laughs> kind of long. So she says, is something wrong with you, woman? Can't you just hear her saying that? (laughs) I can't do her weird accent, but I can just hear her. 
So anyway, is something wrong with you, woman? Or are you just so miserable in your life that you have nothing better to do? You're definitely one of the thirstiest people I've ever seen. I guess it's just as simple as that. And then she has like a shrugging emoji. (laughs) And then, I mean, it just goes on to say that she's like disgusting and sad and pathetic and it's going to bite her in the ass. And I said, oh, Go off, Dorit. I'm not mad at it. Dana really is super thirsty. She's so annoying. Like, I don't know who's worse. No, she's probably worse between her and uh, Camille, right? Camille's always saying something as well. But Dana, yeah, I think she's worse. I figured that out on my own. Thanks for listening to me talk through that, you guys. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Beverly Hills, word on the street is that Diana, stupid ass, and Rinna stupid ass that they're both out and they're not coming back to the show. And I just pray to God that this is true because both of them need to be gone. Okay. Like yesterday, but we'll get into that more whenever we talk about Beverly Hills. Now, another casting rumor is a major, major rumor. Okay. Apparently Portia is making her way back to Atlanta and Bravo is paying her $5 million to do so. (laughs) Yeah, $5 million. Now, this is much like the Drew Sedora, like, LeBron listened to my music before his games, like that story. Because it just simply isn't true, okay? (laughs) Portia may in fact be returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta, but we all know that Bravo isn't paying her anywhere near $5 million to do so. Unless they're unless they're doing like some new contracts like professional athletes do, and it's for multiple years, <laughs> because no. That being said, um, I'd love to see her back because I love her, and you know I still want Kenya to get in her ass about this whole Simon thing because I need answers. I'm never gonna let this go until I get them. Uh, and while we're on the subject of Atlanta, let's just talk about the episode, um, y'all. I'm not a fan of this Jamaica trip. I mean, it's 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 entertaining. So like I'm a fan of that. However, if I were on this trip, I would be really annoyed. Do not bring me all the way to Jamaica and have me doing whack shit. I love Jamaica. It's wonderful. You can find me on the beach and nowhere else. I don't want to see your childhood home. I don't want to go to the track to see you run barefoot or see Drew and Marlo race. I don't want to meet the minister lady. No shade to her. And I damn sure don't want to come watch you film a commercial for whatever the fuck I fit is. I'm not doing it. The only good activity that they did was the catamaran. Like, I'd be happy with that. But I feel like I just feel like for them, it should have been a yacht. You know, like the one that the ladies on... Um, whenever they were in Turks and Caicos on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, like that kind of yacht. The catamaran is just like a little, <laughs> it's a bit too relatable. Like I did that when I was in Jamaica. It just feels weird. They're supposed to be <laughs> on another level, a different level than I'm on. And speaking of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, Sonia's itinerary rivals Dorinda's. Like it's a lot and it's it's whack for the most part. Like, boo, tomato, tomato. Come up with better activities. And like, don't have us on such a tight schedule. Like I said with um, Ultimate Girls Trip in the Berkshires, do not make me wake up early on vacation. Period. Dot. Like, that is against the rules. It might even be illegal. Like, I'm not sure. 
but I feel like I'm allowed to call the authorities if you wake me up before my body says that it's time to do so on a vacation. Okay. And I, I feel bad because I feel like I'm shitting on Sonia a lot and I don't mean to because I actually like her. Um, however, I do have one more complaint about her. Andrew, it's a two for one. So I know that y'all have noticed how much Drew hates on Sonia when it comes to like her accomplishments, you know, like being a four-time Olympic gold medalist and breaking records and like all of that shit. Drew just bugs me when she tries to downplay it. Like she's over here talking about, oh, we get it, girl. You were in the Olympics and you ran some races. Girl. Is it annoying that Sonia brings it up a lot? Sure. But it's a huge thing. This is a huge deal. We're talking about the Olympics. It's not like Wendy with her four degrees, which no shade to her because that's wonderful. But like, this is the fucking Olympics we're talking about here. It's huge. Like, everybody can't just go to the Olympics and like win a handful of gold medals whenever they feel like it. But that's how Drew is like making it seem. It's just really whack. Drew's whacked. She's just whack all around, to be honest. Like, that's why she tore her Achilles tendon or heel, whatever the fuck, like whatever she did. Karma was swift that day. (laughs) Okay. She keeps talking all that shit about Sonya. And then bam, she goes and injures herself while celebrating winning a race that she didn't even win against Marlo. (laughs) Like that is so embarrassing. Oh my God. It feels good. It feels good to get that off my chest. Um, Okay. So what else happened? Oh, so Kenya, she was late to the activities because she didn't want to go to them. (laughs) Okay. And why didn't she want to go to the activities? Because they were whack. And she didn't want to wake up early on her vacation in beautiful Ash, Jamaica to do some whack ass activities that Sonia has planned. Now, Was it rude for her to act like she was going and then have the whole group waiting on her when she had no intentions of riding with them on this bus? Yes. Did I laugh when she told Sonia that she would try to hurry up and make it in time to get on the bus with them only to just go outside on her balcony and like take in the beautiful sights and clearly make no effort to get ready in a reasonable amount of time? Yes. I laughed a lot. I did. Now, I will say, though, when Sonia calls Kenya out about like whenever she calls her out about it and Kenny keeps bringing up Mark and like whatever the current situation is, I did roll my eyes. Okay, like Brooklyn doesn't want to see Mark. And that's why you were prancing around your room instead of getting ready to leave on time with the rest of the group. Like That doesn't make any sense. Like you could come up with something better than that. That's just a lazy excuse, you know. But maybe that maybe that was intentional because she just clearly doesn't give a shit about Sonia. I don't know. All I know is I don't want to hear about Mark anymore, like in this context, because Kenya, I love you. But if you're going to be bringing him up, like it can't only be when people are calling you out for like doing them wrong. It can't be. And then (laughs) the second time that uh, that Kenya didn't make it to Sonia's activity was the whole iFit thing. And Sonia was very clear about what time they needed to be ready and on the bus if they wanted to go. Neither Kenya or Sheree were where they needed to be 
when they needed to be there. But surprisingly, Marlo was. And again, I I don't know why anyone would want to go watch Sonya and Ross like film this weird commercial instead of going on the catamaran, but like whatever. I I would rather run lines with Drew and Candy <laughs> than do that I fit thing. Like catamaran is the first choice, running lines is the second choice, and then I fit is third. Oh my god. Also, can someone please tell me why it was mandatory to bring a partner on this trip? Because this is not a couple's trip. There's no couple's trip shit going on at all. I don't know where the guys even are on this day, except for Magneta's husband, who went on the catamaran with her. They are having a couple's trip. (laughs) Only those two. The other guys have disappeared. Even Ralph left his wheelchair-bound wife alone for the day, which, I mean, is no surprise, right? He's terrible. So what the fuck, Sonya? (laughs) Why were you giving Kenya so much shit about bringing someone when there's been zero couple activity so far? And there's been a lot of activities already. This is so stupid. Oh, my God. And we have to talk about Marlo just trying to casually start a conversation with Candy the next morning after she just came for her the night before. Candy was not having it, okay? (laughs) Marlo was like, Candy, did you see that Simon bought Portia Bentley? (laughs) Candy didn't say a word. Marlo was like, Candy, 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 Candy. I'm not kidding you. She said her name like 10 times in a row. And Candy was like, why are you talking to me? And I have never felt more seen. I have absolutely asked that same question to someone that had no business talking to me if they were not going to open up the conversation with an apology. And do you think that Marlo offered one? No, of course not. She even apologized to fucking Ralph for how she came at him the night before. Ralph. But no apology for Candy. So Marlo was like, oh, girl, you still mad about that? You're so petty. Grow up. And I I was like, oh, my God, Marlo, you're being so annoying right now. This is the shit that I'm talking about. Like, babe, you are petty and annoying. And I know, you know, this is housewives and all, but like you can't do what you did to Candy last night and think that it was just going to be erased overnight. Like, (laughs) and y'all are just going to be able to gossip today about Portia's expensive gifts. Like this shit is sweet. Like it's not. It's not. And Candy was just so over it. She was like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) Don't fucking talk to me. And that was the end of that. Y'all, Candy is so riled up and it's hilarious. I fucking love it. When Drew and Marlo were doing that dumb race, Candy was like, well, my money's on Drew because I would never bet on Marlo's ass. Not even if it was a whore race. (laughs) Not a whore race. (laughs) God. Uh, And at the end of the episode, we got a little surprise. We got some Peter Thomas-like behavior from Ross. And do you know what Ross and Peter Thomas have in common? They can both get it. Uh, That's besides the point, though. At dinner, Kenya and Sheree were like blaming Sonya for them missing the iFit event or whatever, which was 100% their faults, by the way. Um. And let me tell you something. Russ was not having it. He said, absolutely not. Not on my watch. He stood up and he said, nope, don't fuck with my wife. And someone on Twitter, someone on Twitter was like, it's giving Will Smith at the Oscars. 
keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But I was also like, they're hardly fucking with her, you know, and like, you're sexy and all, but stay out of it. Okay. And you know who else would have said that? Miss Nene Leakes. And she did say it. (laughs) She said it to Peter Thomas when he was getting into women's business because he wanted to be a bitch. (laughs) Those are Nene's words, not mine. Okay. (laughs) I don't think that Ross wants to be a bitch. I mean, he should because bitch is better. But that's not what Nene, that's not what Nene meant when she said it. She was suggesting that Peter wanted to be a woman. And I don't think that that's what Ross wants. Um, But I do think that he should stay out of it. Ooh, that was a good episode. Okay, on to Married to Medicine. You know what I don't need? Scenes of the husbands doing things with the kids while the wives are away. Like, if y'all are doing a group scene and fighting or, like, talking shit about the wives, I don't need to see it. (laughs) Take me to Vegas where things are interesting. Thank you. So, the ladies are all at dinner and... (laughs) Jackie is wearing this truly hideous jacket with sequin dollar signs on it. And Quad Quad was like, Jackie, what's up with that jacket? It's not like you. We know you got a lot of money, but you're usually very understated and quiet about your money. And like, (laughs) this is clearly a joke, right? Because the point of her wearing this ugly jacket is not to say, hey, everybody, I got money. It's, you know, to make her look cute, which like it didn't, (laughs) but you get my point. So everyone else (laughs) understands this except for Heavenly. So Heavenly's silly ass decides to take it seriously and almost be offended (laughs) that Quad didn't point out that she also has money. So she was like, um, we all do well. We all have money. (laughs) And at that moment, I couldn't help but think of Victoria Justice and the whole we all sing comment. (laughs) And if you're not familiar, there's this old video of Victoria Justice, Ariana Grande, and like other cast members of that Nickelodeon show that they were on. And someone was like, oh, yeah, Ariana sings. And (laughs) Victoria's hating ass was like, "Um, we all sing. (laughs) Like, yes, you all sing, but not like Ariana, babe. Oh, God. But anyway, it reminded me of that moment. So before they could really get going on that subject, Heavenly's friend Audra decides that, you know what, this is her time to shine and have her moment. So she confronts Toya about her comment saying that she's not a good lawyer because she wasn't defending Jackie well enough when she said she didn't want to drink. It was really stupid. And, you know... (laughs) Just like a dumb toy is joking moment, but Audra took it very seriously. So she was like, (laughs) she was like saying I'm not good at my job is a really fucked up thing to do because I'm African and I take my career very seriously. So I was really offended. And again, I say, this was a joke. (laughs) So Toya was trying to explain that, but like, you know, Toya, she's not great with words. And Audra caught on to that. And, you know, she just ran with it. She was like, I need you to use your critical thinking skills here. Do you have those? No, of course Toya doesn't. (laughs) And you didn't need to come at her this hard for this thing in particular. Like, you should have saved the critical thinking skills comment for a better time. 
Like, I guarantee you she'll give you one. You just got to give it a minute. (laughs) This is so stupid. So after dinner, Jackie takes the ladies to a sex shop and there's a man there that tells the women that they should hold their orgasms for three days. And there was a resounding no after that, because I was saying it with them as well. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, And we still haven't heard a peep from Carrie, by the way. And I just felt the need to point that out. Like, why is she here if she's not going to do anything? Who invited her? Toya? (laughs) Like, I have questions. So the next day they go to brunch and Toya, (laughs) this lady is ready to shut the whole place down because bacon isn't on the menu. Okay. She was like, I know you got some bacon back there. So bring it out to me before I set it off in this bitch. (laughs) And they did. And all was right with the world until, (laughs) until Simone brings up the whole heavenly versus Contessa fight. And then it all pops off again. And I was like, oh, Simone, (laughs) you know better. Why did you do that? So Heavenly gets up and she starts yelling. And I still stand firmly on Heavenly's side with this whole thing. Like, yeah, she was talking shit, but she didn't say anything that Contessa hadn't already said about Scott herself, you know? But Contessa's framing it that way. And she's acting like Heavenly was on there saying that Scott like fucks horses or something. Like, no, (laughs) she said everything that you said, just in a more, you know, animated way. Like, you were leading the charge the whole time on the whole, you know, we hate Scott train. But now that y'all are reconciling, you want it all to stop. And like, that's just not how things work, especially not with Heavenly. (laughs) You know this. So after Heavenly gets up and starts screaming, Contessa gets up and starts screaming. Meanwhile... (laughs) Toya is just taken in the sights and eating her bacon. <laughs> I said, that would be me. Breakfast in a show. Doesn't that sound lovely? Like, that's my kind of show, too. Like, I would die if I saw them out anywhere and if they were fighting. Like, that would be a dream come true. But yeah, literally everyone gets up and is trying to defuse the situation, but not Toya. <laughs> She stays seated and she enjoys her bacon that she fought really hard to get, by the way. And I respect that. I also respect the random woman just like having breakfast in a restaurant. And she's just been recording the whole fight. I was like, yes, Queen, I would be doing the same thing. I do not blame you. Oh, and that's it for Mary to Madison. Okay, let's oh, let's talk about Beverly Hills. Now. I want to start this off by asking a question. Why, 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 why does Bravo cut out scenes that need to be in the regular episode? They do it with all of the franchises, but the one that it makes the least sense to do it with is Beverly Hills. Like, apparently they cut out um, Marlo saying just like terrible things about Kenya's daughter. And we were all like, what the fuck? Why would they do that? Makes no sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe they just had too much other like good content that they just couldn't cut. Who knows? But Beverly Hills, they've never had that issue. So much of this show is filler. So why on God's green earth would they cut out a scene of Rinna admitting to lying about Harry being upset that Garcelle didn't thank him enough for his sauce? Like, if you recall, I just, I just said that's what was happening on last week's episode with Kara. And like, 
I just feel like Rinna is always lying on that man. And it's weird. But it's even weirder for the editors to cut it out. Like, why would you cut out a scene of her admitting to lying? Like, oh, it's just so annoying. So anyway, Crystal, they're still at Dorit's homeless, not toothless uh, dinner or whatever. And Crystal confronts everyone about them talking about her eating disorder. And of course, they don't really own up to anything. Shocker. They're just like, oh, like, have you looked into trying, you know, a different person or this or that? And it's just like, shut up. Let her deal with this how she wants to. You know, she says that she's on the journey and she'll do it when she's ready. And like, we all want her to get better and feel happy and healthy. And by we, I mean the viewers. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't think that these bitches, I I don't think that they are actually concerned. Okay. Because they've proven time and time again that they don't give a shit about Crystal. And I especially don't like how Erica talks about it. Like, she's like, oh, well, just go see someone. Get over it. Put it to bed. Like, it just feels gross. I don't like it. Um. So after Crystal calls everyone out, Sutton's like, okay, my turn. So she calls out Erica for calling her a liability. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was contacted by an attorney that was involved in one of you and Tom's lawsuits. And they wanted me to give them information, but I didn't have any. <laughs> but I think that if she did have any information, she would have been more than happy to share it with them. <laughs> she would put on her little readers And she would tell them everything that she knew. I imagine her getting the call and being like, you know what? I'm really sorry. I don't have any information yet, but I'm working on it and I will be in touch. Okay. So anyway, you know, then of course, Erica starts yelling, just yelling foolishness. And Sutton's like, okay, whatever. You are a liability, not me. You were a liability to all all of us last year. So you calling me a liability is hilarious. And here goes Dorit open in her mouth. She's being like, well, they only questioned you because you were the only one talking about it. And Garcelle's like, "Uh, uh, uh, that's not true. All of you bitches were talking about it. And then we get the clips of everyone talking about Erica's situation in the lawsuits. Then out of nowhere, this pillow lip bitch, Diana, not Rinna, She says to Garcelle, you're the most guarded one here. And before I could even say, what the fuck are you talking about? Garcelle says it for me. She's like, um, what are you even talking about? That's so off topic. Like, how did we get to me? That's not what we were talking about. And Diana says some bullshit. I don't I don't really know what she says because it's mostly bullshit. And I try not to listen to her. But it's just like, girl, get the fuck out of here. And Rena, you get the fuck out of here, too. Button in trying to come for Garcelle. Garcelle was not having it, okay? She let Rena have it, and, she, and even Kyle was on Garcelle's side about this. And that never happens, okay? <laughs> I said, not Kyle trying to have some sense and be on the right side of things. Oh, but we know it won't last long. So then there's a moment where, like, Erica and Rena are having lunch, and Rena's just sitting there talking all this shit about Sutton. She's like, why would Sutton choose to say what she did in that moment about you? Like, what? Because it was relevant. Like, (laughs) more than half the shit you say makes no sense and isn't relevant. Let's talk about that, okay? Oh, God. 
And then fucking Kyle, she has called more than one person a shitster in this very episode. And that's just hilarious to me. Like, the pots have just been calling the kettles black all episode. I can barely keep up. Oh, my God. And I got to be honest, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention by the time we got to the end of the episode, because that's just how it goes with Beverly Hills for me. However, at that party, <laughs> when they started making fun of Dorit's a horrible, <laughs> charity name, I was tapped in. They were all fucking the name up and they were laughing about it. And even Kyle was like, the name, the name isn't, it isn't great guys, but they do really good work down there. Toothless, not homeless. And Crystal was like, no, no, you've got it backwards. And everyone was just laughing and laughing. Dorit was not pleased. She was trying to come for Kathy about it in particular. (laughs) When Kathy said to Dorit, listen, I've worked with the homeless and I've worked with the toothless. <laughs> I lost it. Like, <laughs> I am positive. I have never laughed that hard during an episode of Beverly Hills. Like, <laughs> they got an Atlanta laugh out of me with that whole conversation. It was so silly. <laughs> Um, and then after that, uh, fucking Erica, she tries to come for Garcelle because Garcelle said that, you know, she said she thinks she might have a, a drinking problem. Oh, my God, I'm having a stroke again. I'm so sorry. Oh, I can't speak. So Erica was like, yeah, you said that because you're trying to make me look bad. And Garcelle delivers the beautiful line of, I don't have to try and make you look bad. You do just fine on your own. And it's true. She has done a remarkable job of making herself look bad all by herself. Garcelle was the star of this episode. The end. (laughs) That's all I've got to say about Beverly Hills. And that's it for this week, y'all. Make sure that you are following me on Instagram and Twitter at Mainly Raven. Go to patreon.com slash bitches better for bonus content. And I will see y'all next week. Love you. Bye.